Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here getting ready to record episode number 84. We've got a really good show lined up for you today. We're going to talk about time limits and some things we want coaches to be thinking about because I think sometimes we don't think about it in quite as clear-cut a manner. So before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, we're going to talk about Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And just as we mentioned in the promo, if you go to andersonbat.com, you can order there directly. Use the EFP20 discount code, that's EFP20, get you 20% discount on an already very affordable, really high-performing bat. You know, the Anderson bat, I'm going to tell you 100%, Don and I stand behind it. I think it's the best stick on the market. I think it's the best bat, period. I'll stand in front of anybody and give you the reasons why. But if you go and uh, order from them directly and use the EFP20, you're going to get that discount, which is tremendous. And it also helps support us with everything fast pitch and coach prep. Tori, they've got baseball and slow pitch products that are great too. Yep. And if you order a baseball bat and use that same code, we still get credit and you still get the discounts. Go to andersonbat.com. We also want you to go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Become a patron if you can. Coach Don and I have been doing this for a long time. And we've got a group of hardcore patrons that support us that are really helping us tremendously. There's tons of expenses that go into keeping this thing moving. Those of you that have been listening for a while can attest to the fact that the quality keeps improving, that the sound quality and the everything about the show is a million percent better than it was once upon a time. Part of that is, you know, we've gotten a little bit more knowledgeable. We've got good help, but a big part of it is better microphones, better software, better computer, better services to deliver the podcast to the different services. All those things cost us a little bit every month. And so if you can help support us, there's three different levels and there's things that you get in return from us for becoming a patron. So if you really enjoy coach prep and everything fast pitch, please try to support us if you can. So Don, time limits, they're everywhere. Time limits are not, I'm not <laughs> a fan of those at all. I don't like that whole scenario. Especially here in the discussions about Major League Baseball, about how the game has gotten so slow and how there's no action and you know how they're losing the millennial crowd because they don't have the patience for the timelessness of baseball and softball. Well, the timelessness of it is something that I wish we were in a position where we could always just go to the park and know we're going to play seven innings. But the world of tournaments, field scheduling, and trying to squeeze as many games into a weekend as we possibly can has led us to the world of time limits. And time limits are something that are just part of the game. Inevitable. And now yeah. we've talked in the past about stalling when you're ahead and you know, all these different things that go on you know, are a topic for something else. But what I wanted us to really talk about today is our attitude as coaches and what we're instilling in our players. So we're just going to make this easy for uh, those of us that are math challenged. We're going to say we're playing in a game that's got a 100-minute time limit. Sure. Okay, because okay. that's a nice, easy number, so 100. Typically, most tournaments, when the umpire starts the meeting at home plate, Typically, that's when the clock starts. If it doesn't start at the start of the meeting, it definitely starts at the end of the meeting. 
So we'll say at the end of the meeting, the 100-minute clock starts. How many times have we been in that situation? You know, the umpire says, play ball. You know, the coach who was up at the meeting turns around and says to the dugout, hey, we're the home team. And now we have to figure out who's playing what position. The catcher's got to go find her bag. She's got to dig into the deepest resources of that big, giant catching bag and find all her equipment. Get her gear. Get her get her uh, card and wristband that's got the uh, catching numbers and the pitch selection numbers on it. Realizes that she hit at the end of the last game and now needs to switch her card and put in the defensive card because the offensive card won't do her much good when she's catching. And before you know it, seven minutes are gone in our 100-minute game. So we haven't thrown pitch one yet, and we've already wasted 7% of the game. Sure. That's just to start off with. And how many times at the end of the game are we wanting some of this Wishing, time back, right. right? So That's so where then, we're headed. Right. So then at the end of uh, the first at bat, let's say we get a strikeout. In some situations, we throw the ball around the infield, we snap it around, and we waste 15 seconds. In some cases, we have a little cheer session where we all slap hands and shake hands and our little each player's got their own special handshake thing where we waste 30 seconds well if we do that three times in an inning or twice or three or four times in an inning now we've wasted another minute or two or three so another one or two or three percent of the game is wasted so So now 10 percent right so now one team is hit one team has played defense one time and chances are we've already wasted 10% of the game. Right. So now the other team switches over. Well, it's the first half inning, so their pitcher needs her five or seven warm-up pitches. You know, we've got to have the same situation where the catcher probably was just on third base. So now she's got to run in. She's got to find all her gear. She's got to get everything organized. She's got to find her wristband and change the card. And so we've got a coach out there catching, you know, to try to get a few of the warm-up pitches in. Settled. Yeah, and then the catcher runs out there, and of course she wants to at least throw down to second. She throws down to second. Now we have our powwow on the mound where everybody goes through their super secret handshake routine where we all get excited, and then the catcher runs back behind the plate. So we'll say just in that transition for the first half inning, we'll be generous. We've wasted three minutes. Chances are it's more, but we'll say three minutes. We're at 13. So now we're we're at 13% of the game has been wasted already and the second team, the home team, has not had an at-bat yet. Bottom half of the inning. Right. And on and on and on it goes. So by the time we get done, we've wasted a percentage of that 100 minutes. And my guess is if we really paid attention, for most teams, out of a 100-minute time limit, we've wasted at least 25% of the game. Well, and that's not usually even that 100, right? Right. It's usually hour, oh, half, oh yeah, no, hour, when, 20. Yeah, when it, it, and it gets worse when it's a 90-minute game or an 80-minute game or a 70-minute game because when it's a 70-minute game, that seven minutes that we wasted at the start is now 10% of the game. That's huge. And the moral to the story is what I want us to talk about is making sure that our coaches are thinking about it in that way. We spend all this time to get ready to play. We spend all this money to get into these tournaments. We think, wow, this is great. We got a five-game guarantee. But if we add it all up at the end of the games and we finish up the weekend, let's say we've played our five games in a showcase, I'd be willing to bet we really played about three and a half games. I was going to say one of them for sure gets... Because at least one game worth of potential softball was wasted in changing 
cards and cheering and handshaking and catchers getting dressed and all that kind of stuff. And you know, I got spoiled being a college coach for so long because in the college game, now when I first started in the college game, we played some time limit tournaments too. It was really days, the early days of, of my career back in the like 1990s. You know, we would go to Florida when they were trying to squeeze a lot of games and we would play some time limits. But for the most part, you knew you were going to play seven innings. Right. You're going to have a half hour off. And then we're going to play game two of the doubleheader. After the field got cleaned up, away we go. Yeah. And that meant you'd be at the ballpark for five, five and a half, six hours to play that doubleheader. But you knew you were going to play seven innings and, and it didn't have that feeling of wasted time because everybody got their opportunities. Well, now in the world of travel ball, I'm seeing this more and more often. You know, I've coached games that have been two innings. Three innings is not uncommon. You know, two innings is kind of exceptional. Usually that's one team hits a ton. And then they use up a lot of time on offense because the other team can't get them out. But three innings is not uncommon. Four innings seems like a bonus. And if you play more than four innings, the kids start talking about how tired they are because they're playing so much. (laughs) No, I know, right? And and if you've got... rule discrepancies and things like that right arguing about uh, calls and all that kind of stuff and now again pot calling the kettle black i'm not going to say that a coach shouldn't fight for their team or shouldn't argue for a call if they think that they got uh, different got wrong different setting but again so if if we argue for five minutes you know whether the first baseman pulled her foot or not in the third inning of a game that's seven to nothing that's five minutes we don't get to spend trying to get more runners on base to maybe have a chance to get back in the game. In particular, if you're on the right. Right. If you're down seven to one in the third inning and you spend five minutes arguing about the runner that might have been safe at first or might have been out at first. Not a good call. Right. It you know, the risk versus the reward that, is that is, one didn't really matter. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, what, what I want us to start to really just plant the seed. If you're playing time limit games, and I know you are, the only people that probably aren't are college coaches and varsity high school coaches. And even there, I think sometimes you still have the rec league or the adult slow pitch league is going to come in and throw you off the field at 630. So you still got to be done by 630. (laughs) So you better Um, get it going. Right. But, uh, you know, for the most part, everybody else who coaches coaches with the time limit hanging over their heads. And if we want to start to think about how much we're really getting to play and who's responsible for us not playing, we've got to take responsibility. We've got to take Uh, charge of that and start to change some things. I want the kids to be enthusiastic. I want them to have fun. But do we really need to have a one-minute handshake after every strikeout? I don't think so. Let's do our celebrating after. Right. Let's let's celebrate in the dugout after she's got three strikeouts in the inning or after we've had a really good inning, we've got three quick outs. Or make it some kind of a a visual out of baby. Right. You You know, maybe something we can do on the tournament level is maybe the very first thing that the umpire does is flip the coin so the home team can tell his catcher or her catcher, hey, we're on defense, get ready. We're going to, you know, the the clock's going to start here in a minute. So your catcher runs out of the dugout, passing you on your way back from the home plate meeting. Have both ready. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that, uh, so that that can happen. And, and just little things that we can do to start changing the, the perspective, getting kids to understand that, you know, the time that they're spending doing these other things is really taking time away from them. And you know how many times you'll hear a player or a parent be upset because their kid only got one at bat in this game? Sure. Well, part of the reason your kid only got one at bat in this game is because our team wasted 13% of the game or 15% of the game or 40% of the game handshaking and changing cards and arguing balls and strikes and arguing safe calls and, and all that kind of stuff. And before you know it, your 70-minute game is three innings maybe 
unless your team's really good offensively, if you play a three-inning game, the chances of anybody getting more than one at bat are pretty slim. Yeah, that makes it tough. And I can't tell you how many times, too, Tori, that you know we've heard stories of that last-minute scenario where we didn't get our at-bat or where we had somebody stalling. And, and to your point, if they had done these things early in the game, it might not have been an issue. Right. Well, and we've talked about the whole stalling to win a game. You know, the, and, and honestly, you know, the way the rules are, if the rule says that the home team wins when the time runs out and you're the home team and you're, you, you want to win the game, right. stalling is going to be part of it. I mean, I don't like it. I don't respect it. I don't have any use for it, but it's just going to be part of it. But the flip side of it is really simple. If we don't waste the 20, 25, 30, 35, 40% of game time that we waste, to your point, yep. we don't have to worry about that last 40 seconds clicking off the clock because now we've played an extra inning or two. And maybe the reason for the stalling has disappeared. Sure. And maybe the reason for that team to kill time has disappeared. Maybe the reason for your team to try to hustle it up and all of a sudden in that last inning, the opposite, the anti-stalling. And we get to see the kids play. Right. Well, and and the anti-stalling thing is your team wants to get one more inning. So you have, you know, hitters or you have a base runner purposely leave base early to get the third out as quickly as possible so that you get one more chance to bat. Okay, yeah. You know, I mean, all those different gamesmanship things that go on as part of the time limit, I think we could go a long way towards getting rid of them if we just stop wasting as much time as we can. Here's my challenge to you. I want you to find somebody you trust a parent or somebody that you can you know, count on to be responsible and, and give them a stopwatch. Most stopwatches now you can start and stop without having to reset it. And I want you to give them the stopwatch. And every time play stops because of, or doesn't start because of the wasted time in the dugout, the wasted time with the, with the cards, the wasted time with the catching gear, the wasted time with the cheers, the wasted time with the handshake, give us some feedback. Let us know. I'm going to do it at our next tournament. There because I'm yeah. really curious to see, and, and Stan brought this topic up today for us to talk about, and I'm going to be willing to bet, and, and we've got a really good team, you know, really good you know, 12 and under team. And when I get done with it, I'm going to be shocked to see how much game time we're not taking advantage of. The inefficient. Because yeah. of the stuff that happens in the course of a game. And it was kind of funny because uh, I, I saw this the other day. You know, we're getting close to the NFL draft, and they were talking about some stuff on, uh, on one of the sports shows that I watch. Out of a 60-minute football game, there's really action for like seven minutes. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, because uh, you got all the you know downtime in between, you know, where, where the ball's yeah. actually doing something, where the ball's just not sitting there while we're in the huddle and all that stuff. It's like seven, Somebody's el- running 11 minutes, whatever. Yeah. It was like, you know, a small fraction of the three and a half hours you spend watching the football game. And it really kind of made me think about that while we were talking about this today, that, you know, everybody wants more action. Well, if we want more action in, in fast pitch, we can control it very, very easily. Let's look at all the things we do that are wasting this valuable game time and get more game time. Well, and I think, too, if we're used to hustling and being uh, you know, on the go in practice, doing it in the game wouldn't be that much of an issue, right? right? Yeah. Well, there, there was a, Set the tone. Yeah, there was a high school coach that uh, I got to know a little bit um, in Oklahoma. I recruited a couple of his players. And he was the king of getting as many innings as possible. Now, the first first half inning, his pitcher would throw five pitches. Every inning after that, his pitcher would throw one pitch, they would throw it down, and they would be there waiting to play defense after nice. one pitch. Sweet. And 
it really set the tone for them being the, hey, we're ready to play ball team. You know, we're, we're here to take charge. We don't need to waste time. We don't need to dink around. When they got a strikeout, they threw it around the infield, but it was like three seconds, like snap to the third base and right around the infield to the pitcher. Before, and she's standing the, next, there, before yeah, the next batter. Yeah, she's was, standing there waiting for that yeah. next hitter to get into the batter's box with a pitch already called and, and ready to go to work. And it just set such a tone that when people played against Tuttle High School, they knew that, that psychs me up yeah, even here. Yeah, that, that they were playing the go get them, we're, we're ready to rock and roll. You bring it, we're ready for it uh, attitude. And it was just kind of a fun thing to see. And I think we could definitely use a little bit of that in the world of time limit travel ball. So, Don, anything else for episode number 84? No, I think that's a good topic. And again, a lot of times we, we get pretty detailed about some of these topics, and that's another good one. That's great. And and it's one that applies to almost every one of our coaches. Yeah. Okay. Because we spend all that time practicing because we want the kids to play. And it's time to go. Let's play. Let's play a little bit more. No doubt. All right. So if you have any uh, questions, comments, or suggestions, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Check out the fastpitchprep.com website. You can order your square cuts training discs there. There's an order button right on the website. It'll take you right through the process. And make sure you check out the blogs, the YouTube channel, all the information. Make sure you check out andersonbat.com. Order your bats there. EFP20 is the discount code. And please go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. So for Coach Don, our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio. Saying thanks for listening to episode number 84.